Hi guys, this is Joseph. Welcome to the Jesus Cast with Joseph M. This is a Christian podcast dedicated at casting Jesus to the world through teaching the word of God for instilling biblical knowledge, increasing faith, and helping you discover your purpose in God. May you enjoy the sermon. Receive my humble greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is the Jesus Cast podcast, and my name is Joseph, and I'm going to be your host. So, yeah, welcome, welcome, and welcome. Thank you. Firstly, guys, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for uh, being consistent and tuning in. Uh, I know it hasn't been easy because I. Well, I know this because it's not even easy for me to actually be able to like do these episodes every week. But you know, we try. We 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 try and keep up with time. We try and keep up with the weeks. Uh, sometimes it gets so busy that you know. Sometimes you feel like you know I'm not gonna be able to 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 upload this week. But you know, we try. So I'm grateful to you guys who are consistently just tuning in and listening in. And I'm hoping that, you know, uh, these messages are not just in vain, that they actually do something for you, that they actually do something for your lives. You know, uh, they transform you, they change you, you know, and I pray continuously that you also share these messages with other people. This is like a huge platform, guys. Okay. Uh, I've seen what platforms like these can do for people. And I see that from like a global scale not just like uh what i'm doing uh, i see that with podcasts that are not even christian podcasts and i see that god can actually change a lot of lives if we actually use these platforms to reach out to more people that are lost and people who really really need to grow in their faith and i'm hoping that you know even the messages that we share they can actually do that for you guys so yeah so yeah uh anyway uh, we are continuing with our series called Faith. Uh, this is week four of the Faith series, and I'm excited about it. Just as I was excited when we started the series, just as when I, just as I was excited in our second week and our third week, because you know, like I said, faith is all that you know we need. Faith is all that we need to please God, and it is you know the core of our uh, of our belief. It is the core of our belief as Christians. It begins with faith. And there's nothing else to it. It begins with faith. Faith that Jesus Christ died on the cross. Faith that God created the heavens and the earth. Faith that God can do all things. And it continues like that as faith. You know, everything that we do in life is based on that faith. And I'm hopeful that, you know, these messages, the faith messages particularly, you know, they can reach as many people as possible because I want people to be transformed. I want people to come to this understanding of what faith is and how it can transform their lives. So yeah, uh, in the past weeks, okay, in the past three weeks, we uh, firstly, we discussed having a new faith perspective, which was being able to see faith from Christ's perspective. And then the second week, we looked into uh, the triggers of faith, what could actually help you build your faith, the things that God has put in place to help you build your faith, according to James, uh, the things that test your faith, rather. And then uh, last week, we kind of like discussed, okay, not kind of, like, what am I saying? We, last week we discussed now uh, how to build faith muscles, okay, how to actually be strong, how to be strong in faith, how to continuously just keep exercising your faith. And yeah, this week we are moving on to another phase of faith, okay, and I think this is going to be really, really exciting for me to share today. It's going to be a very long message. Uh, if you thought the last two messages or three messages were long, well, this is going to be longer. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm hoping that, you know... Uh, 
you are patient enough to listen in. Anyway, uh, we're going to be reading from the fe- the book of First Samuel, chapter seven, verses fourteen um, and fifteen. Okay, thirteen to fourteen rather, and it reads as follows: So the Philistines were subdued, and they stopped invading Israel's territory. Throughout Samuel's life, the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines. The towns from Ekron to Gath that the Philistines had captured from Israel were restored to Israel. And Israel delivered the neighboring territory from the hands of the Philistines. And there was peace between Israel and the Amorites. Amen. Father, we thank you. Father, we honor you. I believe, O Lord, that this is your will. It is not mine. It does not come from my own ears, O oh Lord. It comes directly from you. And I pray, Jehovah, that today, O oh Lord, whoever listens to this message, O oh Lord, will be transformed by it. I pray that, God, you use me only, Jehovah, as a vessel, Jehovah, and that any way that I speak, O oh Lord, comes directly from you and not my own, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray. Amen and amen. So, yeah, amen and amen. So, let me give you a rough background of this, okay? So, beginning from the first the first Samuel chapter 1, uh, Hannah is barren and cries out to the Lord. And the Lord gives her a child, the child's name is Samuel. Samuel goes to stay in the temple with Eli, and Samuel grows in the temple. Okay, and then one day God calls to Samuel, and Samuel does not know that it is God, and Eli tells him that it is God, and Samuel gets to be God's prophet. Okay, and as he is appointed as pro as a prophet, the first prophecy that he actually has to do is to prophesy Eli and his children, and the prophecy. Uh, that was given to Eli and his children is about their death because of how they how they've been uh, living okay so yeah Samuel prophesies them and the prophecy is fulfilled okay now Samuel is being used by God over all Israel and the rest of the world and then an enemy arises which is in the form of the Philistines and the Philistines they attack and kill most Israelites and the Israelites get access to the Ark of the Covenant Okay, so the Ark of the Covenant is literally uh, what houses the presence of God, right? In today's day, we would say it houses the Holy Spirit. In today's day, we would say you could literally be the Ark of the Covenant because you have the Holy Spirit in you. And the Holy Spirit lives in you, you know. Anyway, so uh, the Israelites bring the Ark of the Covenant from a place called Shiloh. Shiloh was a place in which... uh, some uh, Elkanah, who is Hannah's husband, who is Samuel's father, used to go every year to you know to just thank God, you know, to worship God for all that He has done for them. And so they go and fetch it from Shiloh. The Israelites fetch the ark from Shiloh, and the ark of the covenant, okay, is there with them, okay, and it helps them battle against the Philistines, and the Philistines lose. So the Philistines take the ark of the covenant, okay, uh, when they take the Ark of the Covenant and then the Ark of the Covenant starts responding to them by giving them tumors and deaths across their land. Okay, so people start dying, people start getting tumors. So basically it's like a cast on the land. Anyway, so they decide to return it to the Israelites and they return it to the Israelites. So now we get to chapter 7. The Israelites have the Ark of the Covenant. Okay, and they decide to go back to God, the Israelites. And this is after God uh, has shown them his power, okay? <clears throat> so they decide to go back to God. And in their faith, okay, they decide that they are choosing to have 
faith in God once more. This is something that they had lost. They had lost their faith in God. They had lost their confidence in God. Remember when we started reading through the... Why am I saying remember? When you read through Eli, when you read through the book of Samuel from the beginning, uh, you realize that in chapter 3, it says that and the word of God was no longer in Israel. Okay, So the Israelites had not been able to hear the word of God. And now they decide that they're going to go back to God. Okay, And God says, cool, I'm with you guys. Okay, And in their faith, they ask, they ask someone to pray to God that he may rescue them from the hands of the Philistines which God does, and they have faith in him and have agreed to read themselves of their faith in anything else that is contradictory to the word of God. So, which brings us today to our conversation for the day. Okay, this brings us to our conversation. And I've titled today's message, Faith Fruit. Okay, this in simple terms uh, is a response to a question that maybe some of you might have. You might have a question and that question may be, I have faith, now what? What happens when I have faith? And it's, a, it's more of a there's a reward for your faith type of vibe uh, that God has prepared something that is due to you because of your faith. When you go back to the book of James, James tells us that, you know, when you, you have endured, okay, he says the testing of your faith will bring, you know, patience and once you have enjoyed and you, you have really shown that you have faith it says that uh, you will be complete lacking nothing and that is what this conversation today is about what lacking nothing looks like what being complete looks like okay the fruit I'm talking about okay speaks completely on what our faith will produce what our faith will produce okay Remember, what, Paul, what, what James says in James chapter 1 is that, you know, the testing of your faith will produce endurance, okay? Now, I get the endurance part, but I ask God, but why should I endure? Why should I have faith and endure? What does it look like for me to be complete? What does it look like for me to be lacking nothing? And the response that I got was from first Samuel, okay? Samuel chapter 7 verse 13 and 14 what we just read and I'm going to get into that and just explain to you how God revealed this to me and how the Holy Spirit actually just interpreted this to me okay so point number one in this is that their enemies were subdued okay so this is what the word says the word says that the Philistines were subdued God subdued the Philistines okay the word subdued uh, in literal terms and dictionary terms means to overcome to quieten or bring under control okay uh, whether it's a feeling or a person that it brings un under control is something that you will have to decide by yourself and then uh, another way uh, an another definition is it brings a country or people under control by force so that's what subduing means and in the case of the Israelites, God subdued the Philistines. He brought the Philistines under his controls, under his control because of their faith in him. Okay, so what actually happens is our faith in God will bring under control anything, anything that we have prayed about and we felt like we could not handle.
the Israelites decide that they want to put their trust in God. And a feeling of completeness and a feeling of lacking nothing for them would come now in a sense of God, making sure that the Philistines were not able to conquer them anymore, making sure that the Philistines were not able to fight against them. In fact, if you continue to read through that book of Samuel, you will realize that they come to a place where they lose faith in God again, and the Philistines start attacking them all over again because they would have lost faith. But when you have faith, nothing can conquer you. Nothing can come against you and win because God will subdue it. God will stop it from being able to come against you. What be it your sin, the sin that has been that you've been struggling with, the minute you give it to God and say, God, fight for me, God will ensure that that sin can never have power over you. The Bible tells us about the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians. The fruit of the Spirit are literally the fruit of the Spirit. They are produced by the Spirit. And when they are produced by the Spirit, this means that anything that if you commit your life to the Spirit of God and say, Holy Spirit, take over, then the Holy Spirit will develop those fruit and it will conquer anything that contradicts the fruit. Our faith in God will allow God to subdue every challenge that we face, all of our worries, all of our challenges, everything that we feel like it is too big for us to handle, everything that we feel like we cannot conquer, everything that brings us into a place of anxiety or frustration, God will subdue it. God will bring it down. God will hold it down. If you're looking for a job, God will make sure that you get it. Our faith brings everything to obedience. It brings everything to a standstill. It brings everything into control. But it is important also to establish that this reward only comes due to our faith in God. If our faith is not in God and is in other things, I don't know what would happen. But what I do know is if when our faith is in God, everything will work out. When our faith is in God, Everything will work out in our favor and there's nothing else that will conquer us because God would have subdued everything. The Israelites saw that when God subdued the Philistines. God ensured that the Philistines were unable to defeat them. In fact, so far, so much that he helped them defeat the Philistines. And the Israelites didn't even have to lift a finger. I don't know if you're hearing me. Okay? I don't know if you're hearing me. Coming to a place where we lack nothing begins with us saying, God we trust you to take control of our lives. And God, when he takes control over everything in our lives, he will subdue everything. The opposition that you have, God will subdue them. God will subdue all things. He will bring them to control. He will bring them to a place where they bow down to you. He will overcome every challenge that you face. Jesus Christ tells us that we should not be worried about anything because he has conquered the world. He has overcome the world. He says there will be trouble, yes, but I've overcome the world so if you trust in me you should know that I have overcome the world I have subdued the world and this is what Jesus Christ says okay and <laughs> Jesus teaches us that okay because sometimes we feel like we have to you know do everything by ourselves Okay, we have to figure it out by ourselves. Okay, in John 16 verse 33, Jesus says, I have told you these things that in me you may have peace. In this world you have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Literally saying, I have overcome the world, he means that I have subdued the world. The world has no power over you. Yes, the challenges will be there, but they will have no power over you. 
Yes, the challenges will come, but they will have no power over you because I've subdued them. And that is what your faith will bring about. That is the fruit of your faith. That is the reward that you will get from having faith in me. The, uh, the Philistines were like enemies to the Israelites. Okay, And one of the things that Jesus Christ says uh, in Matthew 5, he, say, he, say, he says, I'm just going to read it for you. He says, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Think about it. What reward will you get? But if you love your enemies, the reward will be that he will subdue them. Because enemies by nature, they will try and attack you. They will try and fight you. But God says, I will subdue them. But the Bible tells us that the enemies will be subdued. And then he goes and asks, are not even tax collectors doing that? And if we greet only the people, okay, your own people, what are you doing more than others? How are you different? He says, do, do, do not even pagans do that? And then he goes and says, be perfect, as your heavenly father is perfect. I said in the, in the, in the first session that, you know, faith is absolute, faith is perfect, okay? There is no uh, two liters of faith or three liters of faith or five kgs of faith or 10 kgs of faith. No, there's nothing like that. What we have is faith and no faith. And when we have faith in God, he brings everything to bow down to us. He brings everything to our subjection. Everything bows down to us, literally. Because he has overcome everything. When Jesus declares this, and he tells it to, 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 to the disciples, and he, he, he tells them about how they should handle their enemies, that they should not even try and fight them back. They should actually be praying for them. Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, goes and, you know, he adds up on what Jesus Christ was saying. He says, do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. Think about it. Our enemies require that we pray for them. In fact, our enemy need that we pray for them. But you know what's more important? That our faith in God will allow us to get to a place where we pray for our enemies. And when we pray for our enemies, there will be a blessing that God has in place for you. It doesn't matter what it has to be. It can be anything. But it's a blessing. But you know what's the greatest blessing? That they will be subdued. The Bible tells us that it was for God to avenge. So when, when people fight against us, we look at God and say, God, we have given you authority to take over everything. So God will fight for us. God will defeat our enemies for us. And we don't even have to lift a finger. Point number two. Oh my God. <laughs> and then it tells us that their towns were restored to them. 
So when the Philistines started attacking the Israelites, they took over certain towns. Now, the passage that we are at is these towns, because now they had faith in God, they were restored to them. Our faith restores what the enemy has stolen from us. Our faith restores what we have lost. Our faith in God restores all things. Sometimes our faith will even help us reclaim the things. In fact, not sometimes, most, all the time our faith will help us reclaim the things that we want in our lives that were stolen from our lives. Some of us are stuck and complaining about where we used to be, about the things that we used to have, the cars, the houses. You know, we, we, we used to have great jobs. We used to have, you know, we used to have like good income. Our families were stable. You know, our relationships were stable. And we are complaining to, you know, we are complaining daily without even taking this to God. We are complaining about what we lost without taking it to God. And we are not putting our faith in God because we don't think that God can restore all of those things. We feel like, oh, God took them because we're sinners. God took them because we're bad people. And so God will not give them back to us. That's not true. When we put our faith in God, when we turn our, from our wicked ways and we go back to God, and sometimes it's not even because we sinned. Sometimes it's just because we lost faith. Sometimes it's because it was the testing of our faith. And it, it needed to happen. But God can restore all of that. Because restoration comes from Him. Sometimes the fear of the unknown is the reason why we cannot have our restoration. Because we don't know what would happen if we change our mindset, if we change our perspective. The Israelites kept trying to fight because they didn't know that God could do it for them. In fact, they didn't trust that God could do it for them. But you know what I think? I think the reason why they got to this point is because if you, as you read through the Old Testament, you realize that every time they moved away from God, something bad happened. Every time they moved away from God, something bad happened. But they didn't see it like that. All they saw was a God who was not faithful to them. But God was faithful to them. They were just unfaithful to Him. This is why I'll always go back to, to telling you that the Israelites were bad, were bad examples of faith. Okay, you don't go back to them and say, this is what faith looks like. No, faith only looks like what Christ says it looks like, period. Now, in one of the passages in Jewel chapter 2, verse 25, uh, the Bible tells us that uh, this is what the Bible says, a prophet uh, sent by God to say this to the Israelites. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, the great locusts and the young locusts, the other locusts and the locusts swim my great army that I sent among you. Okay, this passage, in other versions, it says that I will restore all the years that they have stolen, that have been stolen from you, I will restore. Imagine, he says he will restore the years. Yes, you think, I've lost 2022, I've lost 2020 because of the COVID and everything went sideways, so I can never ever get it back. But that is not true. God can restore all of that. God can restore all of that when you put your faith in Him, when you put your trust in Him. Everything that you could have made in the year 2020, 2021, 2022, He can make in the year 2023 in abundance. 
more than what you could have made in all those years put together that's how good our God is that's how good our God is when you have faith in him when you trust him when you lean on him and you do not even falter and you don't even turn your head to the side or anywhere else the Bible tells us that you know he said to the Israelites you need to trust me completely I don't want you to be thinking about other gods in fact he tells them destroy everything that you used as you used to pray to every idol that you have destroy it so that you can put your faith completely in me later on they go and say God we want a king guess what he hands them over to a king and the Philistines start attacking again. The very Philistines that he subdued start attacking again. But hear me out, okay? God has a plan to restore all things in your life. He has a plan to restore all things. I actually had a conversation with a friend of mine a couple of days ago and we are talking about... Uh, if God's plans, you know, if God changes his plans. And I'm like, I don't think that God changes his plans completely. I just think that he has two plans. That he always, because of his knowledge of us, he has two plans. He has a plan that if you have faith, this is how I'm going to get it done for you. But if you don't have faith, this is how I'm going to get it done for you. <laughs> you know, he has a plan for you. But if there's anything, the faith plan is always the better plan. The faith plan is always the easy plan. I once said, having faith is easy. It's the not having faith that is hard. Because when you don't have faith, you have to figure things out by yourself. You have to fight life by yourself. You have to go through day, every day by yourself, doing things by yourself, figuring it out by yourself. You have to work harder than most people because you don't have faith. But people who have faith don't have to work as hard. People who have faith, they let God do all the talking for them. People who have faith, they let God do all the fighting for them. People who have faith know that God will subdue everything for them, will bring everything under their control. That job that you're looking for, it can be yours if you have faith. The house, yours if you have faith. The things that you lost, they can be yours if you can have faith. They can come back to you. They can be yours again if you have faith. Just trust God. And I'm not saying that things are just going to appear out of nowhere. No. Nothing ever appears out of nowhere. Everything begins somewhere. Even you and I were created. The only person who appeared out of nowhere is God. Because he wasn't created. But everything that was created has to appear out of something. Anyway. James goes and tells us, okay, James chapter 1, okay, James chapter 1. James goes and tells us that we will have no lack, okay? This is what restoration looks like, where everything that could be lost or everything that was lost because we don't have faith is restored because we have faith. Did you get me? Our faith brings restoration. Let me bring you to, to the New Testament. Uh, no, no, not James New Testament. No, no, no. Jesus Christ New Testament. Jesus on the cross as he has been crucified. And he says, it is finished. 
what <laughs> the Bible tells us is, and the veil was torn in the middle into two parts. There was a quake and it did something. What that quake was doing was restoration. That whoever believes in him shall have life, not just life, but life in abundance. Okay. Uh, but not just that. Okay, not, not just that. But the fact that anyone who used to live according to the laws of Moses could now go to Christ and say, Christ, I need you to restore me to the garden, to how you had intended for me to be when I was in the garden. And when he does that, when you believe in him, he restores you. This is why you don't even have to do anything to be saved. You just have to believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You don't have to follow all these laws that are given to you. You don't have to follow all these rules. I am shocked by how these churches today, they'll give you all these laws and rules on how you should be as a Christian. You don't have to be. You just have to believe in Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit will help you. Because the Holy Spirit is what restores you into factory settings. It is what restores you to the person that Jesus Christ wants you to become. Anyway, this is a story for another day. Okay, I'm going to get into it. But what I'm getting to is faith restores. Okay? Faith restores. Last point. The Bible tells us that amongst other things, they had peace with the Amorites. Okay? Uh, one of the most important rewards of faith is peace. Peace because you know your father has your back. Peace because you know that everything is sorted in your life. Peace comes because of faith. Because you have confidence that God will sort out all things out for you. And you have no worries. You have no stress. I've realized that sometimes I lack peace because I think I have to figure things out by myself. Sometimes I get anxious because I feel like Oh my God, this is not happening. It's not happening at my time. I feel like I have to figure it out by myself. This is the reason why we have no peace. The reason why the Israelites had peace was because God was, was with them. It was because they decided to turn back to God and said, God, we are giving you control over us. We are having faith in you. That is what rulership is about. This is why the kingdom, this is why the Bible speaks about the kingdom of God. Because you're under rulership of God. You're saying, God, I want to be under rulership of you. What the Israelites did later on was to say, God, we need a king. So God said to them, so you don't think I'm capable of ruling over you. So I'm going to give you a king who will use your men. I'm going to give you a king who will be ruthless. And he gave him Samuel. Saul. Saul. So Saul was a good guy, by the way. He was a good guy. He just wasn't good at listening. He was a good guy, but hard-headed. So yeah, anyway, <laughs> anyway. The Bible in Philippians 4, verse 4 to 7, says to us, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Present your requests to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let me speak to you on this just for a second. I feel that until we put our faith completely in Christ, we will not understand what this type of 
<laughs> peace really feels like. Okay? This type of peace only comes through us having confidently put our faith in God. Having trusted God completely without any reason to think that there's anything else that he cannot do for us. See, how I, how I always say that God can do all things, but our problem is we filter the things that God can do and what God cannot do. We kind of like have created a list of things that God can do. We are kind of like in a space where we say, God can do this, God can't do that. God can do this, God can't do that. God can do this, God can't do that. So every time there comes the things that we think God cannot do, we get anxious. Every time there comes things that we feel like God has no control over, we get anxious. But the truth is God can do all things. That is why we should... That is why when we trust that he can do all things, we come to a place where we have peace that surpasses all understanding. Where we have peace that no one can understand. That we have peace that when people look at us, then they wonder, why do these people have peace? So the Amorites, by the way, the Amorites, in a way, were enemies to the Israelites. Okay, The Amorites and the Israelites were enemies. But God brought peace for them. For... <laughs> If, if you read through the Old Testament, you will realize that every time there were battles, the Amorites were part of the opposition party. Okay, But at this point in Samuel, the Amorites are in at peace with the Israelites. What am I saying to you? What am I saying to you? I'm saying there are things that people do not have peace over, that you will have peace over because you are in Christ. That you will have peace over because you have God. That you will have peace over because of your faith in God. There are things in life that people feel like they have to be anxious and nervous and angry about every time they have to face them. They have to, <laughs> they have to fight every time they have to face them. But you will not have to. The Amorites might be <laughs> fighting with your neighbors, but they will not fight with you. Because you would have God. And God would have brought peace because peace is a reward of faith. Because peace is what God has put upon your life. So again, going back to John 16, Jesus says, I have told you these things that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. This type of peace only comes if we have faith in Jesus. Jesus declares this peace over the disciples. But it only comes when we are in him. He says, in me. When we are in him, that is when the peace will come. Some of you, all you need to do is to just be saved. And you will have peace. Some of the things that torment you and give you lack of peace and lack of sleep can only be trans... <laughs> oh my God. Can only be subdued when we go to God. And then we have peace. I want you to get this. Okay, These things, they, went, they work hand in hand. In Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7, the Bible tells us that when the Lord takes pleasure in anyone's way, he causes their enemies to make peace with them. God will cause the things that take away your peace to no longer be unpeaceful to you. There's a life for you where peace is no longer prayer for you. Where peace is just there because you know that God is there. Because you know that God has your back. 
because you know that God is with you all the time. Where you know that you don't have to figure things out by yourself. Where you know that you don't have to be anxious about that job or that, <laughs> that business opportunity. Where you know that you don't have to be anxious about your results. Where you know that you don't have to be anxious about being sick or anything like that because you know that God has your back. Peace doesn't come easy. It comes with faith. It doesn't come with time. It comes with faith. Faith in God. Faith in God. And I think that most of us have literally lost our faith. That is why we don't have confidence that God can do things for us. That is why we don't have peace today because we have lost our faith. Because we've moved away from the God of peace. We've moved away completely from him. We've stopped trusting him. And God wants us to come back to him. To have confidence again in him. To say, God, we are giving it all to you. We are trusting you with our lives. We are trusting you with every moment of our lives. We are believing you to actually take charge over everything. And when our faith is complete, okay, when our faith is complete and we lack nothing, we lack nothing because our enemies are being subdued, because our enemies <laughs> because our enemies are brought under God's control. Because our challenges are being subdued. Because God has conquered everything for you. And we lack nothing because God restores all the things that were taken from you. All the things that you feel like I lack today, God can restore them today. But only through faith. Only through faith. And peace will come upon you. Peace will just come. It will just be there. People will be shocked. You walk in peace. You fail, you're in peace. You succeed, you're in peace. You lose, you're at peace. If you're a Kesa Chiefs fan, you are at peace. Hmm? Everything about you is at peace because you trust God. Because you've just given it all to God. Let me wrap this up. There's so much more for each one of us when we declare our faith and put all our confidence in God. Yes, your faith will be tested, but when it, when it is tested, you need to stand. Okay, you need to stand. You need to be able to say, God, I know that my faith is being tested today, but I'm going to stand. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep believing in you. I'm going to keep trusting you. And I know, God, that there's a reward far more greater than what I'm thinking right now because the reward only comes from you. I want you to get this. Today's message is ultimately what we've been building up to. When your faith gets tested and you know that this is my trigger this is what god uses in my life to test my faith and you have come to an understanding of faith based on what jesus christ calls faith as faith you start building your faith muscles every week 
You start working on them. You start testing on them. You start exercising them. You start putting yourself in positions where you know that if I win this, my faith will grow. If I win in this, my faith will grow. And as your faith grows, you come to a place of completeness, as James would call it. And as you come to a place of completeness, completeness, you come to this place where you lack nothing. Because everything has been subdued. Every challenge, every worry, every trouble, subdued. Everything that you have lacked has been restored. Everything that was stolen to you, God has restored. Everything that you feel like you cannot have, God has given to you. And peace comes upon you so much because you know that everything is in God's hands. Because you have built up faith that says, God, you are in control. God, you are in charge. And I don't need anything else to prove that you are here. I know that you are here and I know that you're working. I know that you're doing something great. And so much that I see what you are doing, even when other people cannot see it. Even when it's not visible because faith is the evidence of things hoped for. It is the things that we hope for. And that is the place that I want us to get to. That is what we've been building up to. Okay? And that is my hope that we get to this place where now everything is just simple for us because God has subdued, has restored, and we have peace. Amen. Now I want to say a prayer with you today. I want to say a prayer with you today. And you know, you know, you know, you know it's, it's important for me that I make this prayer first before I make the final prayer. Uh, I, I want to pray with those of you who are probably listening to this message for the very first time, okay, listening to this podcast for the very first time, and you're hearing this message and you're wondering to yourself that what do I have to do to come to this place of sub- being able to subdue all things, of having everything being restored and having this peace that you speak about. And I want us to come to, you know, to just come together and say this prayer, you know, and if you're listening and you probably are saved and you just feel like you just need the restoration yourself, you just need to be restored back to Christ, you know, you, you feel like something was stolen from you and you lost your faith and you just want it back, you know, and you need someone like Samuel to come and pray for you. But today I'm asking you, I'm, I'm giving you a chance to pray this prayer with me, okay, that Jesus Christ who hears you, Jesus Christ who died on the cross for you, can hear you and represent you, uh, who is seated at the right hand of the Father to speak on your behalf and the Holy Spirit to, in, to intercede on your behalf when, mom, when moments come when you cannot pray by yourself. I want you to say this prayer with me today okay i just want you to say this prayer with me dear heavenly father i thank you for jesus christ who died on the cross i thank you that you gave your one and only begotten son so that i could have life and not just life but life in abundance i thank you that jehovah i know when i'm in you when i put my faith in you my enemies will be subdued my challenges will be subdued that everything that I've lost will be restored and I will have peace. Today I want to experience this peace, O Lord. So I come to you and I declare that Jesus is my Lord and Savior because I know that he died on the cross and he rose so that I could live. Today I declare that I am born again. I believe in you. I believe in your healing power. I believe in your miracle working power. I believe that Jehovah, everything is under your control. And today I want to be under your control. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. So yeah, let me, let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you and I honor you. I worship you for this message. I don't know God how I preached it, but I know that the way you intend for it to be had, it will be had that way, Jehovah. 
I pray that Jehovah, whoever's listening to it today, O oh Lord, will be transformed in their lives by this message. I believe, O oh Lord, that Jehovah, you did not just pray, preach this message in vain, O oh Lord, because your word says that nothing comes down, Jehovah, like the rain, your word does not come down and depart without doing what it was called to do, Jehovah. So today I believe that this word will do what Jehovah you have sent it to do. I trust you, Lord, that Jehovah Mudimuaka, someone will be transformed by this message, that their life will change, that their faith, O oh Lord, will be restored to you, and that not only will it be restored to you, but as they have faith in you, Jehovah, you will subdue their enemies and anything, Jehovah, that contradicts your word, that you will restore all the things that were stolen to them, and God, you will give them peace, which transcends human understanding. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray. I believe that Jehovah, you love us, that you care for us, that you have called us according to your will and purpose, and that there's a plan for us, O oh Lord, that is heavenly, that you have put, Father God, in place for us. And if we follow you, if we have faith in you, we fall within that plan. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray. Amen. 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 So, yeah, uh, firstly, okay, lastly, I'd like to say, if you got saved today from the first prayer that I made, the prayer that we said together uh, please check out continuously our podcast messages every week uh, you can even check us out on our social platforms uh, we are on TikTok, we are on Instagram we are on YouTube we are on Facebook in all of those platforms we are Jesus Cast Co so you can just check us out there uh, we do have a website uh, but there's some transformation that I'm working on but for time being you can just go out and check out our website it's www.jesuscastco.co.za and just see what we are all about but anyway uh, i'm hoping that if you got saved today and you know you just want to grow in the way that you will continue with us uh, you will continue listening to our messages and also as we upload things on social media there will be communication about different things we are hoping that you know you will be a part of our community and you will get to grow within our community and what we are doing and hopefully you will also join us and help other people experience god the way that we've experienced him experience jesus christ the way that we have experienced him because our goal is to take jesus to the world and the only way we can take him to the world is when we have faith that translates into serving okay faith that translates into purpose and we want you to have purpose we want you to serve god we want you to live for god anyway yeah so yeah and do go to a bible uh, based church by the way if you are saved and you live very far from me <laughs> and you don't actually have data to listen to this these messages every week so yeah uh, do that and then yeah and finally 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 i want you guys to know that we love you we care for you and we want god to bless you exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could ever even ask or even imagine in the name of jesus amen amen hello there thank you for tuning into the jesus cast with joseph m we hope you had a great time with us and that you enjoyed the sermon. Our prayer is that the word fulfills you, that it increases your faith as well as your desire to serve God. We love you and God loves you. For more messages like this, please subscribe to the podcast and turn on your notifications. Thank you and goodbye.